Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. This is a Vault Studios production. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson, and I'm joined by the host of our podcast and reporter at WHAS 11 in Louisville, Kentucky, Shay McAllister. Shay, thanks for being here. Hey, Will, of course. Shay, over the past few weeks, we've had uh, several updates from Bardstown regarding at least one of the cases, and we're finding out some more information. You've had the opportunity over the past 24 hours or so to catch up with the FBI. We've gotten more information and some new information I think we haven't heard before. So let's dig right in. Uh, First of all, the human remains that were recently found, uh, they came out today and, and talked a little bit about some more information related to those remains, right? So here's what we know about the human remains. First of all, they are confirmed human remains. For the last several weeks, we've been calling them possible human remains. Now the FBI says they are for sure human remains. And this report actually came out from a forensic anthropologist. It's an initial report. We still don't know the identity, but we know more about the person. So what the FBI is now describing is that the remains likely belong to a woman. However, it's still possible that it's a man. This person is between the ages of 24 and 82 when they died and measures 62 to 70 inches. So that translates to a range of about five foot one to five foot eight. Okay, so a little more detail there, but clearly no positive identification uh, or connected definitely this point to a specific person. We'll come back to that. Let me ask you about uh, your interview with the FBI today. As far as I know, that's the first time that they've really sat down with anyone, right? This is the first time um, and the only time so far that the FBI has given any information about their investigation with the Crystal Rogers case. So we were definitely excited to get this interview and get to ask them about everything. And who did you talk to, Shay? We talked to Brian Jones, who is the assistant special agent in charge at the Louisville FBI field office. And to give you an idea of the hierarchy, he is right below the special agent in charge for Kentucky. So he is about second in command. Okay. And for anyone who's listened to our podcast or follow the cases in Bardstown, they know that this all began with the murder of police officer Jason Ellis. And when you sat down with the FBI, they in fact talked about the fact that they got involved early on because of that that case, right? Right. When I asked them how did their involvement start, and I was actually asking in the Crystal Rogers case, they said, well, to answer that, we have to go all the way back to Jason Ellis. Anytime that a law enforcement officer is killed in the line of duty, the FBI becomes involved. And it doesn't mean that we're going to fully investigate uh, every single law enforcement shooting uh, where officers are hurt, but we uh, extend out uh, resources if necessary, uh, if, if local agencies are requesting our assistance. And so I think that was really you know, the first part of us becoming involved uh, in Nelson County. Uh, and then as obviously there was, there was other uh, parts of the case with Crystal Rogers going missing and, and the Tommy Ballard murder, uh, where we started to become involved in this uh, at least a year ago, uh, which has not been public information. And so just to continue with that line of questioning, I mean, the FBI, they, they really have made it clear that they've been there behind the scenes working on 
these cases, beginning with Jason Ellis, and now more recently, a lot of focus on the Crystal Rogers case. Right. They actually said they've been working on Crystal's case for about a year behind the scenes um, and only recently came out public. You know, for the past year, we've, we've had a number of agents that have been working nonstop on this case. And of course, that's all been behind the scenes. Now it's in the open. And, uh, you know, we had we had probably 75 plus law enforcement folks from the FBI uh, and our partner agencies that were down in the Bardstown and Nelson County area uh, executing search warrants. And since that time, uh, we have been out talking to folks in the community. We've been following up on interviews. We have the the website, it's the crystalrogerstaskforce.com, where tips are being submitted in. Uh, We're using, uh, we're taking those tips and we're following up on those. Uh, and then as additional information comes up, if, if there needs, if there's a need for a search warrant to be executed, then, then we execute it. But, um, but we have consistently been engaged since we executed the search warrants and went public a couple weeks ago. Shay, you also talked about the timing over the past few weeks. First of all, the news that human remains had been found and they were being analyzed. And then all of a sudden we hear a flurry of news, which you've been reporting on, about the FBI stepping in and search warrants. Was there a connection between that timing? It certainly seems so to a lot of people. That's what everyone thought. They thought with remains being discovered and then two weeks later the FBI saying, hey, we're taking over, that it had to be – there had to be some connection that the FBI was acting because of the remains. But we actually asked them about that, and he said, no, it's just a coincidence. It was really happenstance that these uh, remains were found shortly before we executed the search warrants. Uh, Now, we are involved in – uh, assisting in in trying to identify those remains, and the the results, the lab results have not come back on that yet. Uh, but the there wasn't a connection as far as the FBI becoming involved because these remains were found. And Shay, the length of time now that it's taking to learn more about these remains, obviously, you know, you, you've mentioned that we got a little more information today. Uh, you asked again about why it's taking so long, right? Right. So like we've talked about before, Will, um, this is longer than I've ever waited to hear an ID on remains. I know this is definitely the longest that the family has waited. So we wanted to know what's the holdup. Um, They explained it to us. You know, not being a person that works in our lab or a scientist, I can't really answer the the specifics of that. But what I can tell you is that uh, we have taken those remains and we have sent them to the FBI laboratory uh, where they are working to, to try to identify uh, those remains as quickly as I can. We want to ensure that uh, that our part in this investigation, that we are uh, doing everything we can to solve the case. Uh, sometimes moving fast isn't the best solution for any type of complex investigation like this. So, you know, it has taken some time, but we are hopeful that we are going to bring these cases to a resolution and solve these crimes. One of the most interesting parts of the interview you have with Brian Jones is you ask actually about solving more than one case, right? Yeah, so we wanted to know um, the big question in the Bardstown podcast and in these cases in general, which is that if you solve one case from Bardstown, will you solve them all? It was actually really interesting what he had to say. You know, Nelson County is a small community, and I think that I think that solving any of these cases can absolutely potentially bring resolution to the other ones. And then you also ask them about what we can plan to hear next, right? Right. So I wanted to know, you know, what are they doing in the community? What are they looking for from the community? And they had a pretty specific request. We've executed the search warrants. We're trying to evaluate the evidence that we found. 
uh, and we're following up on all the tips, and, and we want to encourage the public, uh, the, you know, to come forward if they have information. We firmly believe that there are folks that are in the Nelson County community that have information about all of these unsolved cases, and you know, we would ask that anyone that has information on these cases either call us or go to the website, the CrystalRogersTaskForce.com, submit their information. We'll do everything we can to keep. Uh, individuals' names private. I know some people may have a concern that, that their name will get out, that they've been talking to the FBI. Uh, and I can assure folks that we will do everything we can to uh, keep their information private. Uh, we're not going to be on the news talking about specific witnesses and who's telling us what, but I'm convinced, we at the FBI are convinced that, that someone in the community has information that will help us uh, ultimately solve these cases. It's been five years, so it's hard to put a timeline on how quickly they can be solved. You know, again, information from folks that, that have that firsthand knowledge and even hearsay information, things that, that, that are rumor mills that maybe have not surfaced yet, uh, can ultimately help us hopefully bring this to a conclusion. But to put a timeline on it is very difficult. And it was interesting to me that he also talks about the reward money, right? He did. He reminded us that there are rewards in three of these cases that they would like to give out. I'm sure you're aware we have reward money that's been that's available for folks if they if they do come forward and provide information that ultimately leads to uh, a conviction in one of these cases. For for Jason Ellis it's uh, $50,000, for Crystal Rogers it's $25,000 and for Tommy Ballard it's $10,000. Uh, and I think that goes to show just the seriousness of, you know, our commitment to trying to solve these cases. The plea is for the community as a whole, if anyone knows anything, if, if anyone in this community knows anything or has heard anything that we can follow up on, that we can go and interview folks and get to the bottom of it, that's what we're looking for, is, is any type of information the community has. Shay, that's a, a lot of information, at least a lot more than we've heard at all in recent weeks with so much going on in Bardstown. We should also mention that there's been uh, recent news also about a storage locker being searched, right? Right. So that's what started all of this and initiated my interview with the FBI was they tipped us off that they were going to be searching Crystal's storage unit. What's so especially interesting about this is this is not just a place where her mom, Sherry Ballard, has been keeping her things for the last five years. This was Crystal's storage unit. Sherry told me that they gave it to Crystal. Um, Sherry owns the building, and they gave her this storage unit 18 years ago. So almost two decades of Crystal's life is in this unit, and it was the first time, as far as Sherry knows, that anyone with law enforcement has actually looked through it. And I believe in the interview, he even said that they've gotten you know new evidence, new tips that have come in. There could be something really useful there. We just don't know at this point. And we won't know for some time what exactly they're getting if we ever find out. But he said that they are getting new tips that they have not received before, that they are collecting huge amounts of evidence when they execute these search warrants. And today at the storage unit, we saw them walk away with a box full of evidence that he says he thinks can move the needle in this case. He seems to think that these tips and this information was really leading them to possible answers in this case and possible action. Shay, I know from all the online reaction and people watching you on local news there in Louisville, uh, paying attention to the podcast, there's just so much interest in this case. It is, it's really in all of these cases. I mean, it's phenomenal that all of a sudden here in August of 2020, we're seeing so much activity and it's, it's, it feels like it's a pretty big deal. 
Yeah, I know it's really special for us. You know, we've been so invested in this case for the last five years. So it means a lot to us, but the person who really, really likes to see this and who we are so excited is seeing this is Sherry Ballard, Crystal's mom. You know, she has been fighting for the FBI to take this case for years. She has been fighting for the community to remember Crystal's name and to remember Tommy's name. She's always said that she'll never give up. She will never let them be forgotten. So I think seeing the high level of interest, not only here in our area, but across the country, means a lot to her. And it really gives her hope and kind of ignites this new sense of, okay, maybe we really can get justice here. Shay, you mentioned on one of our previous episodes that you had talked to some family members, but uh, do you have any idea if other family members, relatives will come forward or speak or talk to us? Or, or I mean, they clearly have to be paying attention. Not only are they paying attention, they are there every time um, one of these searches goes on. And it, it is so obvious and so clear how much they care. They are want to be on site. And it's interesting. I mean, not everyone. We kind of talked about this. Sherry Ballard stays home. She doesn't want to go and watch this. She doesn't want to see it unfold. I think a lot of times she just wants to stay out of the way and let law enforcement do their job. But there's other members of the Ballard family who do want to be there, including Tommy Ballard's parents, Till and Betty, who we do talk to on the podcast. They are there every time I'm in Bardstown for a search or an interview or a neighborhood canvas. They are always there and watching it. I think after so many years, they just feel better being there and seeing it with their own eyes. So many lives touched by these five cases, Jason Ellis, the Netherlands, a mother and a daughter, Crystal Rogers, and Tommy Ballard. Yeah, I think they have not only a huge amount of support from their own communities, but across the country now. And and when you see it on social media, you kind of mentioned it. There's just so many eyes on these cases. And I know the families are feeling the love, and I'm glad for that. Shay, I know you're on social media. Where can people find you? So the best way to follow me is on Facebook, Shay McAllister TV. That's where I post all of my updates as soon as I get them. Um, and then all of our interviews and big developments are on whas11.com. And of course, we'll continue to update our listeners here on the podcast. Shay, I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon, I hope. Shay McAllister from WHAS 11 in Louisville, Kentucky, and the host of Bardstown. Thanks for being here once again. Thanks, Will. And for Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. <laughs>